This is the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Podcast series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital. Welcome to the third hour of the Power Breakfast Show on Power 102 Digital. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. All right, and thank you so much, Champlain Auto Services, for being part of the Power 102 Digital family. Check them out. They're on the Eastern Main Road, opposite Caribbean Brewery. Can't miss them whatsoever. For the sign. Right there on the Main Road. Yeah. You got a problem with your vehicle? They can repair it. Check it out. You got a company with a fleet of vehicles? They do that as well. Alright. Lots of accessories, friendly stuff. Alright. All the equipment they have to get your car back up and running. They do inspections, can check. They do it all. It's your one-stop shop. Thank you so much to Champlain Auto Services. The telephone number 662-6545. Alright, say good morning to you all at Champlain Auto Services. Alright? Let's take a quick look at uh, traffic wise. Uh unlike yesterday, San Fernando is a lot lighter. The creek's got some volume. Uh, Riverlet Road halfway through as you head towards uh, Point Lisa. And there's a massive wasalik around in that area, spouting way up in the air. But from Coover towards Shigwanas, Shigwanas, you've got some traffic, a little bit of traffic on Monroe Road as you get onto the Uriah Butler Highway, getting onto Valencia Stretch as well. You got some traffic. Santa Rosa towards Omira. Yeah, you've got it there as well. We got a minor accident westbound. Future Roosevelt Highway just before Mausica. Alright, that's a minor accident, of course. Mausica Road is a bit heavy headed, of course, the priority buses from the highway. Trim City towards you uh, we got it. You got some traffic there this morning. Of course, um, McCoy Road, top to bottom. Traffic. Heading to a Chicha Roosevelt Highway from Kirap on the southern main road, both directions, north and south, got it. And of course, uh, Eastern Maynard from there, from St. Joseph, heading towards 6th Avenue Barataria. It's a bit busy. Get in the capital. It's not bad at all. Nothing out to the west so far. All right, so that's a quick traffic update for you. I hope to help you out in one way or the other. You know, that's going to change. All right. Uh, 26 degrees. At Piaco International Airport, 
26 slight rain showers at Crown Point in Tobago. Right. Was on San Tobago, really sunk last weekend. A lot of flights to and from Trinidad, at Trinidad and Tobago. Good morning, our folks at Caribbean Airlines Cal. Alright, so I'm going to take a quick break. In fact, I'm going to play a nice little track for you. Which one should I play? I think I'm going to go with this one. Alright? Hope you enjoy it. 16 minutes after the hour of 8 o'clock.
2023 carnival will be madness dear promoter cast voice we enjoyed that i haven't heard that one for a while all right 20 minutes after the hour of eight o'clock thank you so much for joining us on the power breakfast show on power one and two digital all richard he's in richard ragubara saying he's in my name is Steve Kami. Keep it coming in till 9 o'clock. That's when Sir Charles pops in. Yeah. Of course, we got David McIntyre, Richard Norrie on this afternoon on the Afternoon Power Drive. Gentlemen. Uh, just a public notice announcement um, for people who own Toyotas who are um, for the years 2003 to 2013. If your Corolla, Yaris, Ralph or Avensis um, was in the period between 2003 to 2013, you are to contact Toyota immediately to have your airbag replaced mm-hmm. at no cost to you. Mm-hmm. So Toyota people, be mindful if you're in that year gap, that year period, 2003 to 2013. Yeah. Just reminding you, of course, the theater is on this weekend. Greedy people at the central bank is going to be at the central bank name of the place greedy people is not greedy people at the central bank greedy people is uh, greedy people be, will be at the central bank this weekend will be at the central bank auditorium this weekend it's a brand new play you have not seen it before and it's going to be of course this comes after ladies room and so we'll be on at the central bank auditorium from on saturday at 8 30 p.m and sunday at 6 30 p.m um, of course, tickets are on sale at all outlets across Trinidad and, well, not Tobago, just Trinidad. Um, so you have tickets at Alextronics in Arima, Fens of Marabella in Piaco Plaza. For those of you in the Trinity area, if you're in the Tunapuna area, you have tickets at Jabili Rawe um, on the Eastern Main Road, which of course is next door to Hosein's Roti Shop in Tunapuna. If you're in the Curep area, you have the Pet Butler at number one Harris Street in Curep. That's where you can get tickets to the play. Mm-hmm. If you're in the Shogonas area, Creme Fresh at Brentwood Mall is where you can get tickets. If you're in the Val Scene or Val Park area, you can get tickets at Antony's Florals at the Val Park Shopping Plaza, which is just below the Val Park Chinese Restaurant. And of course, if you're in Western Trinidad, you can get tickets at K-Squared Fashions at the Falls at West Mall, which is on the ground floor, um, almost opposite optometrist today. And if you are in the Port of Spain area, of course, you can get your tickets at the central bank auditorium because the box office at the central bank auditorium opens from 12 noon to 6 p.m daily mm-hmm. um of course rehearsals are really uh, ongoing every day um as we get the play ready for its grand opening on saturday night greedy people mm-hmm. so of course it's an opportunity to see um um some really great actors at work and it is Call names, call names. Well, you have Cecilia Salazar, you have uh, Rhea Ali, mm-hmm. you have Aaron Schneider, mm-hmm. you have Karen Brown Carmichael. Mm-hmm. This is her married name, so put in her married name, please. Mm-mm-mm. You hear that, Bernadette? Corin Brown Carmichael. Um, 
Uh, of course, Corinne is the daughter of Pointy Brown. Yeah, um, yeah. Of you who didn't know, mm-hmm. and she's been, she's been in in theater before. She was in last, I think she was in was Real Housewives of Puerto Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also in Men of Dogs. If you've seen that play too, um, so Corinne is in it. You have Saul Ramlal. He's been in a couple of plays too, and Andrew Friday, whom you supposed Andrew to know Friday, Andrew Friday. You're kidding he's me. In the play too. Nope, he's in the play. Of course, Andrew Friday used to work here at one point. Yeah. Exactly. So that's mm-hmm. why I said, I know you know Andrew. I didn't know. I haven't yeah. heard from Andrew in wow. Yeah, and Leslie wow was also in the play too. Wow. So it's chock full of um of talent. Um and it is of course it's directed by myself and Deborah Bukumisi. And the play is written by Ricardo Samuel, who also wrote Ladies Room, who also wrote Men of Dogs. So greedy people on at the Central Bank Auditorium this weekend. It's such a joy to be in rehearsals and for theater to be back and moving on, you know, getting productions coming out. So Ladies' Room was our last production, so we're now into our newest, Greedy People, which premieres this Saturday for the first time ever at the Central Bank Auditorium. And I know tickets have been selling across all outlets have been selling tickets since Friday last week. And of course, the box office at Central Bank Auditorium has also been selling tickets. Of course, tickets are $200 general and $250 reserved. Mm. In case you didn't know. Yeah. And of course, any party is so long in the Central Bank. In fact, all these seats are so good. I think I sat in every section already. You know, the thing about Central Bank, because Central Bank is one of those theaters that a lot of people like. Yeah. Um, it's cozy. Yeah, it's very intimate. Some people yeah. have particular seats that they want. And they tell <laughs> you that, that those are the seats. I want to sit there. Yeah, that, those are the seats that they want. So when you when you pay for the two hundred and fifty dollar reserved, mm-hmm. you actually reserve what seats um, those that's special seating. But sometimes you can actually reserve which seats you want, and it means even if even if you are coming close to showtime, those seats are yours. Nobody's in your seat. So greedy people at the Central Bank Auditorium yeah. on Saturday and Sunday, just like my other three hosts. Just like what? Nothing. Of course, we talked to Shabaka Kambon <laughs> today about the committee. Committee yeah. uh, um, set up to look at the issue of renaming. Um, yeah, renaming. Um, on the monuments and and other historical signage in Trinidad and Tobago, as well as statues and possible removal of statues. So you have heard that conversation. So um. So that we would have talked about that. Interestingly, you know, we talked about the China issue and the one China policy, and and Saint Vincent, Ralph Gonzalez is actually on his way to Taiwan, and he's going to be spending a week in Taiwan, and he's telling China to stop, you know, being a bully with regard to their military exercises. China is one of the few Caribbean countries that does have diplomatic relations with Taiwan. In case you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And you know, Rob, Rob Gonzalez doesn't hold um, um, any water in his mouth. He will say what he thinks. Yeah, yes. So he's saying China to settle things peacefully and stop, you know, 
being so aggressive and uh, about the issue. Yeah, you know, as I said, Ralph Gonzalez. Um, most of the airlines have started back to to, to to come back into the Trinidad and Tobago, except for Liat. The only place that has not started back in Trinidad, the only airline, is Liat, and I don't know why. I have to find that out. I think WestJet is starting to come back shortly. I know JetBlue is supposed to start back the Florida leg, the Fort Lauderdale leg. I don't know when that's starting. I have to Google that. And a bit of uh, uh, tid note here. The West Indies cricket team that played in St. Kitts um, last game was on Tuesday. The next game is on this weekend, the 6th and 7th um, in Fort Lauderdale. President Ali of Guyana had to intervene so everybody could get, some did not have their visas. And he had to intervene for in order for, for the remaining party to get their visas. I said, wow. Is this for where? This is for, well... To enter the U.S. for the cricket games between India and the West Indies, oh. the T20s. So some of the players had to fly back from St. Kitts back to Guyana in order to head back to Fort Lauderdale. So he had to intervene in order to, to get everybody visas up to par and making sure that they all get the necessary documents that they need. And I just came through the article yesterday and said, wow. All right. Yeah. Of course, um, another issue, of course, is that the, the CPO has said that the 4% is the final offer for the mm-hmm. security services, prisons, fire, mm-hmm. you know, etc., police, etc. Mm-hmm. But of course, prisons and fire associations are upset at the CPO's 4% wage offer. And uh, Leo Ramke, soon on Wednesday, voiced his up- that he was upset over the 4%. And Represent it represents zero zero two zero zero two for each year successively from 2014 to 2019, and um, the fire services association said emphatically we do not accept that offer. He said his association has presented rational arguments for a better offer to offer to the CPO. Um, so we'll see how it all plays out. I, I know yesterday when we talked on this issue, we just said that the unions were dejected and disappointed about it, but we, we didn't know what they were, their actual reply was going to be. So apparently some of that is now coming out. And um, so certainly the prison officers and the fires associations are speaking and saying that they're not accepting that 4%. Um, so we'll see how all of that plays out because that sets the tone for the rest of the public sector and public service where the, if the government is telegraphing that it's only 4% they're willing to go to in terms of wage negotiation. So that's another issue that obviously is bubbling. I don't want to say it's under the radar. It's very much on the radar, but certainly we'll be having conversations about that more and more as it, as it progresses um, with the CPO. Well, the CPO doesn't really give interviews. So... Um, no. So it's really just um, the, the labor unions we're going to be speaking to, I suppose, in the coming weeks. Yeah, maybe I should get um, Leo on for progress. tomorrow. What's that? Maybe I should get Leo on for tomorrow. 
Leo well, Ramke soon. Isn't tomorrow a day where we have people on? Yeah, we could do that as well. No, we don't do that as well. We do one or the other. Well, we could do that as well. All depends Anyway, on let's take some of your calls as we head towards 9 a.m. on this Thursday morning. Of course, the weekend begins tonight, people, at a second after midnight. Um, so it's Thursday, believe it or not, because it's a nice short week because we had a holiday on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's already Thursday mm-hmm. as we head towards the weekend. All right. So I cannot find uh, Paul Richards. So I've invited another co-host onto the program this morning. Um, so let me introduce MP. Yep. He's an MP. Mr. Patrick, good morning. <laughs> you make me laugh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Mr. Patrick. Richard, I'm going morning, morning. You know, these two officers, boy, these two police officers try to take with the man 700,000 as yes, boy. These fellas so brave, boy. They realize the man go and talk, boy, and he'll get hold up, boy, and lost the whole car and everything, boy. The player made greedy people, right? <laughs> Supposed to bring them two officers in that. No, I was listening to Mr. Cambo, right? Yep. Right. Is it these race-related issues, boy? I just try to stay far from them. You know? Why? Because we're living in a multicultural, a multi-religious, a multi-different race country, boy. And everybody hold the value system and hold the portraits. And sometimes you might agree with some to please the other. We're not only living in an African country, we're living in a mixed country. And um, when you read the world history, like like China, China and them behaving because they have money. Russia behaving because they have money. When you have money, according to Richard Ragubavi, it's on a moral compass. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. These, these fellas big, they have money. So the man with the money is the bullies, right? So at the end of the day, boy, I don't know. That's why sometimes I like, I like certain communists. Because it's communist China and communist Russia. So it's a serious issue where all the world is going, by. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right, MP, thanks. There seems to be a very much at this period in the 21st century... There seems to be, a, I don't want to say a, a battle, but you see clear differentiations between the autocracies across the planet and the democracies across the planet. So you have all of these issues of countries which are autocratic, like Russia, China. Um, you have some countries that are democratic, but lean towards um, that kind of one-man autocracy in, in certain ways, like in Turkey and, and to a certain degree, um, Narendra Modi in India, um, that, that they lean, you see that they have kind of autocratic ways. Um, um, of course, you had it on a certain level in the Philippines. Um, you see those kinds of things happening um, in Venezuela, Anytime you see the free press, the, the, the press is attacked. That's always a huge red flag that waves in the wind, that something is up. 
and you've seen the press being attacked well in venezuela the free press is almost non-existent yeah. you see it being attacked in in russia where it is almost non-existent well china well well do i need to say more you see it being under attack in india the free press um even even without the even handled covid the free press was came under heavy pressure from the government with regard to that um of course it was also under attack in the philippines and in turkey so you see these kinds of um symptoms for some and i mean we've always had autocracies and always had people wanting singular power throughout the history of humanity but democracy for all of its sometimes messiness at this point seems to be the best answer and um in terms of us dealing with the transparency of 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 moving towards and um and more equitable and transparent and equal society across the planet um so you have myanmar that's another one that comes to mind where the military hunters taken control and just actually executed last week two um advo advocates for democracy and freedom so you have a lot of these things taking place across the planet and I, I suppose Nancy Pelosi in a kind of way um for all of her provocation or the provocation of the visit um um one thing that stood out to me was her saying well look it's about also I, I mean the U.S. also has an interest in poking and poking that bear so to speak but about the democracy that takes place in Taiwan and Taiwan can't be comfortable coming under China or the unification with China when they see what has taken place in Hong Kong where democracy has basically been stifled and free press always a signal has yet again been stifled mm -hmm. anytime you see the start attack free press always a red flag yeah we have a call here Rich let's get to it good morning good morning gentlemen morning Pinal uh, as you mentioned India there Posturing for a permanence at the United Nations Security Council and also um, their dear currency available now. They've, gone, they've done the at the Reserve Bank of India to do international trade. People can now circumvent US dollar actions that the American government could face and therefore lock up your trade and on. countries like Venezuela and Iran, Russia and so on. Um, and other countries that wish to engage in international trade as a develop, you know, because it's just now come available, would be able to do so in rupees. Um, because the Western countries tend to band together, and um, India doesn't always agree with it. Plus, there's economic benefits that. Now, um, uh, on the question of um, Fitzgerald Hines trying to allocate more land to African people or state land. I don't know um, if he's going to be successful, you know. Because uh, my experience in the channel here is that um, a lot of African people sold their land to Indian people. And then we have, like, um, I, have a fee I have a suspicion here, you know. I mean, people can enlighten me. Because, you know, they're always willing to. 
um, it, I get the feeling that African people in Trinidad do not have the same affinity for land. What we have is a bunch of activists using it as a political football because our friend um, Gad Sinclair, he has said on air uh, that his father had 67... But Mr. Penal, why would you say that, that Afro-Trinidadians don't don't have an affinity for land. Where, where you got that from? You're just pulling that out of the air? My own observation of um, a lot of my family and extended and cousins and and uncles are several steps removed have um, bought land out of African people and um, I've never heard bought of... Bought land from other Trinidadians. But there are many Afro-Trinidadians who own land and, who are, and there are many Afro-Trinidadians who aspire to own their own house and own their own property because some of your family buy land from other Trinidadians doesn't mean it's some generalization on a race, which is what you're, which is what you're perpetuating at this point. Let's not get lost. I'm, I'm raising this because... We're not getting lost at all, you know, Mr. Pinar. It came out of your mouth. Fitzgerald, I'm responding to something that Fitzgerald Hines said. So we have to stay on the mark with that about African people, are we going to now lose the whole point by refusing to stay on that? That's what he said. And if we want to say, well, it's just Trinidadian. What did Fitzgerald say exactly? Mr. Pinal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm asking, what did he say exactly? This is uncomfortable talk for some people, eh? But what he said is that he's not... It's un uncomfortable talk when we decide to challenge you on no, it. I'm, no, I want to hear what Fitzgerald said exactly. Well, I want to tell you go what ahead. he said is that state, enough state lands have not been going to African people. I'm paraphrasing him, of course. You know, that's not word for word. And that he's going to correct that to some degree. Right? Um, there's a clip on my phone, but I can't find it and play it now for you. But, um, you know. So, what I'm saying is, what's, there must be a reason for it, of course, if, if there's that imbalance. And everybody's free to apply. And it's colorblind. The distribution is colorblind. And um, and everybody could apply. Why is it that they are not receiving it? Who is not giving it to them? Or why are they not applying? And I am saying that from my... And this is this is why I'm, I'm going with the African Indian, right? Because that's what it is. The, uh, the thing is that my explanation as to why they are not applying or not receiving is because they are not as attached to the idea of land ownership as the other people who are applying and, and therefore pursuing it and so on. And I'm saying that if they, they don't apply, they can apply, PNM is in power, you know, you have your support base and whatnot, and they are not applying, right? And it, this is a failed enterprise on his part you start and my evidence for the lack of affinity is that they have been selling their land they don't they don't appreciate um, land ownership as much as so many people around the world there's a group of africans in trinidad who, who um, and and this is where it comes from they, they feel that if you want to own land somehow you're a land grabber you know um what so, so that's my reason i'm just saying I don't know how he's going to force them to own land if they not even if they don't care enough to have applied over the years. And, and thank you, and, Mr. Pinal. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you, Richard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord, Mama. And we apologize yeah. to the folk the listeners. Oh, yeah, yo. And he was a principal. I'm not even getting into all of that. I mean, obviously, he has a point of view, <clears throat> and we are about points of view, but, you know, points of view also can be challenged and need to be challenged. Yeah. Good morning. Anyway, we're still taking your calls. Two to two joining. Two to eight two five five. How you doing? Oliver. Yeah, yeah, we're going. Hey, Oliver, what's happening, partner? <laughs> I, I was going good until I hear Mr. Pinal. He disgusted me, and this is why I call you. Mr. Pinal disgusted me. Mr. Pinal, I don't know where he does, what he does be thinking of, where he does get his information from, but oh my God. He's always degrading people of Africa. And he said, Steve, you know, you have my number. If you see my profile picture, you see what my wife looks like, right? So you know I am not really Great. So now you want me to go in and check it out. <laughs> you know that I am not racist, right? But Mr. Peter, he comes across so racist at time and it disgusts me. I hate racism. And it yeah, disgusts me. me. It disgusts me. We are all one people. Some people are just more fortunate than some. That is all. Some people are just more fortunate than some. And for some reason, for some reason, the system just works in favor of some. Not yeah. in favor of all. It's something I need to think before he talk. He need to think before he talk because he's sounding. He's sounding as though he's speaking tested food. All right, Oliver. Thank you so much. And go and feed your parrot. <laughs> yes, go, go feed your parrot. <laughs> that, that, that's hungry. Go give him some fruit, some mango, or five fingers, or something. All right. So take a couple of calls. Two 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 talk. Six one two talk. Ah. So two to two talk two to two eight two five five six one two eight two five five. We're taking your calls on this Saturday. Well, I'm saying Saturday, this <laughs> Thursday morning, um, on the Power Breakfast Show. But mine already by Saturday because I'm thinking greedy people. Um, so greedy people, and we all know somebody who we think might be greedy. I guess. Maybe. Yeah, I don't and know. I work if with three know, of them every day. If if you know greedy people. They are at the Central Bank Auditorium on Saturday night and on Sunday evening at 6.30, Saturday night at 8.30 p.m. Brand new play and comedy, um, the first after ladies' room, and it's the first time the Central Bank Auditorium has been reopened to production since March 2020. Um, so we are on at the Central Bank Auditorium. Greedy people this weekend. Of course, you can check RSRR Productions Facebook page or Instagram or mine, Richard Agubasing, and you'll get all of the information for the play. Good morning. Morning, morning, gentlemen. Morning, morning, um, sir. Hi, hi. Um, I, I'm going to say something here. That may become controversy, you know, controversy, a bit of controversy. I have experienced what Mr. I'm an Afro Trinidadian, and I have experienced what Mr. Pinal just said. I have two siblings, a brother and a sister, 
And my mother owns eight, she's 90-something, she owns eight acres of land in Trinidad. I live in New York, and I have come to them on several occasions with different ideas. It's on the beach, it's a beachfront. I have come with eight acres, huh? I have come with several different ideas. First, to get together and do something. And right now, it's just been overgrown with bush. I believe people planting marijuana on it. I'm an Afro-Trinidadian. My family are Afro-Trinidadians. And I cannot understand for the hell of me why they're just leaving eight acres of land to rot. So, what Mr. Pilar just said, I have experienced it firsthand. I'm going to say it again. I'm an Afro-Trinidadian and my siblings are also. So, please don't think he's talking something that just pulled from my heart. I have experienced it in my own family. Flesh so you are agreeing okay, that Afro Trinidadians in Trinidad and Tobago no, 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 don't no, have no, an affinity no, for no, land? I'm not saying that. I never said that. I'm well, you said you're agreeing with him. What That's what he said. said. No, no, no. I'm just, all, right, all right, all right. Okay. I experienced what he just said firsthand. Oh, you want to take it, um, Mr. Richard? You can take it, um, uh, Richard? You can take it any way you wish. But I experienced mm -hmm. that firsthand as an Afro Trinidadian with eight acres of land just wasting away in Trinidad. Okay? So, I'm not saying all uh, like that, but I experienced what he said. And I, I guess what I, I ended up saying to them, or to my wife one day, and listen to carefully, I said, you know, if my siblings were Indians, we'd have that land developed all now. So, so I don't know why I said it. But that's what came out, okay? Because to have eight acres of land, that is plenty of what millions of dollars, that is money. That is pure money looking at, and it's just sitting there growing more and more bush. I never said I agree for nothing about interior is like that. But I, after coming the ideas about building resorts, about planting the land, about every, and also building um, apartments, everything I came in, not one single one of them said, look, we have time with that, and it's just there wasting away. So, as I said, not everybody is like that. Maybe it happens in different ethnic groups also. But I have experienced that in my particular family, flesh and blood. Okay, gentlemen, that's just my, my point. I'm not saying he's correcting what he's saying. I, mean, I can't say that. But I know I experienced with my, in my own life. All right, gentlemen, have a nice All day. Right. All right, big guy, thank you. Okay. And take another call. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.